Okay, so I've been researching speedrun strats, and I think I've worked out how we can get an any percent speedrun on Queer and Pleasant Strangers. Okay. Okay. I'm just gonna push myself right into this corner of the desk, yep. and repeatedly sort of tap my side, yep. and I'm just gonna keep doing this for a second, uh-huh. right? And then I'm gonna need you to say the words that you usually start the podcast with, and we'll see if this works. Okay, uh, hit, the, hit the button. I've hit it! Start I've hit it, go! Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant! Until next time, be a stranger! I think we did pretty alright there. It's struggling oh, to beat that time. Beat that to pre- speedrun.com. Yeah, I'm sure the moderators will make a category for queer and pleasant strangers speedruns any day now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant strangers. Hello, I'm not James Magnet. I'm welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, where we're going to try to talk about things we don't want to watch and listen to and play. Stop this silliness. Let's do an audible podcast. Let's do a one. No, not an audible podcast. No, no, no. Uh, let's do audible. let's do a one hundred percent run where we do the full episode and don't skip any of the content. Oh heck! Yeah, we're doing can a completionist we beat last week's score. Ah, uh, well, I don't know. We'll find out by discussing things we've played. Should we start with the one that the, the open was about? Yeah, you you've played a lot of one particular game. Yeah. So since last week, apparently, I'm now a Cooking Mama Cook star speedrunner. Yes. Um, you currently hold six out of eight uh, possible categories. Yes. There are... And the only one that you don't have is one that nobody's bothered exactly. trying Exactly, the two categories that I don't have are the two that no one has done yet and if I can find like three hours free in my day I'm going to submit times for them. Um, yeah, so this is the thing I've wanted to do for a while I've been kind of curious about. There was a video by the YouTuber Jaden Animations um, about doing this same sort of thing with a less terrible game. Um, it was a Cooking Mama game still but it was it was a hundred percent run. It took like eight hours. It was get perfect scores on all the recipes, and just no one had done it because speedrun.com, if you didn't know, has the ability to sort games that are on their website by fewest attempts. And there's something really cool about just loading up this page of like hundred, hundred and fifty games and being like, which of these do I have that I could totally just get a world record speedrun in because no one's ever run before. So it started off as a goof. I picked Cookin' Mama Cookstar because it's that game that got put on the Switch and then two hours later got taken off the Switch. Ooh, the illegal um, Switch game. Yeah, the illegal Switch game that I own a copy of. I did the review for Polygon. It's not a great game. But I was like, how long could a run of that be? And I had a look and uh, there were a couple of people who'd done the traditional recipes or the meat-based recipes category. Uh, any percent, so it doesn't matter if you like get bad scores just as long as you do all the recipes. Took about three and a half to four hours, depending on how skilled people were, and I was like, I've got that amount of time. No one's done the vegetarian category. I'll spend three to four hours as a joke, um, you know, recording a video where I get a speed run by default because no one else did it. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of got into it as a slightly more serious thing. Um, so the weekend that I... Uh, the weekend after this, two different people were like, I'm going to try and beat your record. And I'll admit, my record was not difficult to beat because I was just like hanging around, chatting on chat, wasn't particularly aware of any speedrun strats. I was just playing it at a leisurely pace and got about three hours, 50 minutes. And I'd learned some speedrun strats along the way as I'd gone like half or two thirds of the way into the run. And people who'd watched my run were like, oh, I could beat your time if I just do that from the start. And that they did. My time got beaten uh, I think the Saturday night, and it was the Thursday that I'd done the, the speed run, and at that point I suddenly felt kind of competitive. <laughs> so 
I've been talking to people on Twitter. Apparently, this is how it happens for a lot of speedrunners is, I'm going to do this goof thing. Oh, no, someone took my score. I want that back. Let me get good at this game I don't like. <laughs> uh, a lot of people apparently speedrun bad games that are like, I don't like this game, but I like speedrunning it. Um, so I went back on stream and I picked up four records um, that no one had claimed on this game in a single stream. Uh, there's a bunch of miscellaneous categories that are for five recipes or ten recipes, vegetarian or traditional. Um, only one of them had any attempts in, five recipes traditional. I managed to beat that time. I kept bringing my personal best down each time I tried. Um, and was like, I'm getting faster, I'm getting better at this. Um, and then today I retook my, uh, or the day of recording on Tuesday, I retook my vegetarian any percent run and I beat the traditional recipes any percent run, which was the only one that people seemed to care about. It's, it had four other people in it who'd been playing over the last few months. And I came in and I'm like, ah, my first attempt. There we go, first place. Oh, um, I've legitimately had fun finding techniques to get through this game faster. Um, the fact that no one is speedrunning it means that there is room for me to discover techniques and tips. Mm. Like, here's the thing. I would never care about speedrunning a game that lots of people speedrun because all of the techniques and the, the optimal parts have largely been worked out and it's like, okay, well, to stand a chance, you know, maybe you'll find your one thing that, that gives you an edge, but largely you have to be perfect at doing this thing people have been doing for years. Yeah. This is frame a... Frame accuracy. Exactly. This is not a game of frame accuracy. This is... The game controls poorly no matter what method you control it in, whether it's motion control or analog sticks. Fight through it as best you can and work out as many ways as you can to cheat it. Um... A lot of bits of the recipe, because it's any percent and you just have to um, get through the recipe and move to the next one, there's a lot of steps of the recipe you can get through faster by deliberately failing them. Um, because the way that Cookstyle works, and it's one of the things that's terrible about the game, is anything from a 1% to a 99% completion is a two-star rating, uh, which lets you progress. You have to get a 0% fail absolutely every step of the recipe, which is impossible if you're not trying to do it, to get a 1 star and to not be able to progress. Only 100% perfect score gets you a 3 star, but 2 stars is good enough to progress. So, literally, as long as you get one thing correct during a recipe, you can move on. Uh, so it's a lot of like, oh, that, that burger, I know I can press it down as soon as it appears to burn it and skip to the next bit. Anytime you're putting something in the oven, you put it in the oven and take it straight out the oven uncooked, and you're like, yep, next step. Um, there's a bunch of things that have been discovered that you can use to skip through um, the end sequence where you're getting credited faster. Um, and apparently it depends what version of the game you're playing. If you're on the version 1.0, like, release version, mashing A at the end will be enough to skip through the, the scoring, but you've got to press B on the new versions uh, to get through that. Um, oh... There's a bunch of ways you can you can get through this game faster. There's a mini game about selecting various uh, ingredients to put in bowls, and it's much quicker if you get it wrong three times in a row. Uh, so you look for the colour of what it is and go, okay, well, it's not this. I'll just get this wrong three times. Um, yeah, as you can hear, I'm kind of actually legitimately enjoying getting really into playing this terrible game. I'm glad. I'm yeah, enjoying it. I for a game that I absolutely couldn't stand when I took it as a serious game. Now that I'm like, yeah, but I could win if I'm good at it. I can win at the bad. 
I can win at the I can be the best person at the bad thing. And there's something weirdly prideful about <laughs> I am the best at this shitty game that no one owns, but everyone knows about it. That's I think that's why this is such a perfect game for me to speedrun, is everyone has heard of this game. No one owns this game. Which means that I'll probably get to relatively hold on to my records. Um I've already started looking at other games that I might do terrible speedruns of, um, because they're just empty categories. Uh, I kind of want to get myself a little train conductor's hat and do train simulator because there's one of the train routes that no one has has speedrun. Choo choo! I will be the I will be the fastest person to take that one train route that no one has speedrun. Choo choo! I think that might be the the gimmick is just buy cheap uh, online outfits and be like, I'm dressed up like this today. We're doing this speedrun. Yeah, I got a record by default. Choo choo! So yeah, I'm currently the the. By speedrun.com's metrics, I am probably the best Cooking Mama Cook star player in the world right now. And I've got the hat and everything. I've got the hat and everything. I've got a little chef's outfit. Um, it, It's all Velcro, so at the end of the stream I was like, and I am done being a chef and just tore it open. <laughs> like a scrimper. Yeah, everyone was like, where's Chef Laura gone? I'm like, ah, oh, maybe she'll be back soon. Uh, I'm having fun with this bad game. I'm glad. Yeah. Make the most of the awful thing. Exactly. And I'm, I'm legitimately having fun being... Playing a game that has such a small community around it that I can I can find secrets and be like, ah, that's the buzz skip, that is. Ah, I found that. That's the buzz skip. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm naming speedrun strats after myself. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? What you played this week? We played some Fusion Frenzy. We did. It's an Xbox game that was on Game Pass and that you knew from the past. I I knew one of the, well, I played it a lot. I was only good at one one game in it. Yeah. Uh Twisted System. Mm. Should we talk about the game as a whole, Liz? It's, it's Mario Party. It's Mario Party without the board game. Yeah. Sort of. It's just it's just mini games, back to back, score points, do silly mini games. Yeah. And then there's like one particular mini game that sort of connects each of the levels together. Yeah. So you can do multiple stages, I think, two, four, or, or a full six. And at the end of each stage, I think it's like three. Uh, three mini games based on the zone that you're in. Yeah. And then a fusion frenzy, which is, hey, how many games have you won so far? How well you've done in your game so far will mean that you've got a certain number of crystals. You can bank or bet those crystals. Yeah. Crystals that are your colour, you could only you can bank unless someone mm. beats you up to get them off you. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's a weird little mini game, fun thing. Yeah. Um, I used to go around to a friend who had an Xbox's house and we would get blasted and, and play Fusion Frenzy and they were considerably better at it than me. But... But, but as you were saying while we played it, it's one of those games that you don't really mind losing. You can yeah. still have fun while you're in. Yeah. You're, not, you're not winning. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's yeah. they're fun little games. Um, the the AI, even on easy, is it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about that that one mini game that you are really good at? Twisted System is amazing. You're running up the thread of a screw, jumping over things and ducking under things. Yep. It's an it's auto runner. Two buttons, it automatically runs. Yeah, it's an auto runner on the thread of a screw, and if you don't run up the screw thread fast you enough, drown. You, you drown. And I can see the appeal. It seems fun. Yeah, it's one of those things that when you really mash, you can just get really deep focused in. Well, that's dun, it. Jump, 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 jump. Yeah, it, it's got very tight timing for the jumps. You've got to like wait till the very last second to jump. But once you get in that rhythm, yeah, you can totally get in the, in the zone on that. I find that with a lot of the games in Fusion Frenzy yeah. that you can um, 
once you get past these sort of initial level, once it's got yeah. up to full speed, it is just a case of just like, how long can you keep going yeah, for? Because the, there's the DJ one Yeah, as the well. DJ hero, guitar hero music one. Uh, and it's like, just press the, the four face buttons. Oh, I can manage that until it's asking me to do two that are apart from each other or two that are diagonally next to each other. That I can do me. two apart from each other. I get like really good at doing using both thumbs. It's when it's like two together. Mm. I've, I've still not mastered a technique for that. Uh, and the one that I was really good at was that one that you bet the crystals at the yes, end. You're good at uh, Fusion Frenzy. The only one that matters. It's the one that has the biggest room to multiply your points. And as yes. such, if you can reliably good at the, be good at that, you can probably win. Mm-hmm. It's the one I was good at. So yeah, I got this. It's the one. only one that matters. Uh, I like the uh, the hoverboat racing one. That hoverboat race was pretty those, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a fun little compilation. Yeah, there are some good games. I like the fact that they. It really does feel like, in a lot of cases, they've basically uh, just like changed the rules on a few things because yeah. the the engine for that part, especially with things like the hoverboats, is like. Oh, this is exactly the same engine we've just used for something else, except yeah. now I'm being pushed backwards down a waterfall, or yeah. now I'm racing around a little... They, they change a few attributes RC. to make uh, a, mecha- a mechanic they've made feel very different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it also on played on, on Xbox, uh, we were playing it on the Series X, it looks good today. Like it, yeah. it has aged up nice, like apart, nicely apart from for the, its age. the pre-rendered cutscenes. Oh yeah, once you get to the actual models, it looks pretty alright. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a fun little party game we played. Yeah, and fun afternoon. We a... also played Black. Yeah, we did. We, we were just playing old Xbox, original Xbox stuff. We're like, what's on Games Pass? And I was like, I remember that thing. That was awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How'd you find Black? Uh, I did better at it than I ever remember doing on yeah. PS2. It's kind of unforgiving, right? Even on easy, it's it's a bit brutal yeah. in places. It's got I, some spikes. I, I was clearly having a, a, an easier time of it than you were. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, I I remember that game being absolutely nails hard, but best known for you had destructible scenery. Yeah, and the gun models were incredible for the time. But for, for the age of that game, I am impressed by the destructibility of environments. Like it is a pretty good game in that regard. Yeah, it's 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 kind of impressive. There are there are shooters today that don't do that. But boy, howdy, does it want to be a Kojima game slash movie? Yes, it wants to be thought of as high art, and it's like, what if we got real actors in and we had them act out very dramatic scenes that don't really mean anything, but they sound very and they're filmy. completely unskippable. Yep, yeah, you got to watch the movie. Mm. Uh, it it wants to be a film. Mm. Like it, it wasn't terrible, and I can definitely see why people loved Black back in the day. It was just. I can see why it was critically acclaimed. Yeah. I, I still didn't particularly want to play it more than the two levels we played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I played some things this week. Mm-hmm. I finished Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did like a five hour long stream late into the night to finish it. You did? I really love that game. Um, I, I don't think it beats out Hades as my game of 2020. Only because it... Here's the thing. When Yakuza is at its best, I think I prefer it to Hades, but it comes with caveats. It's Hades I can re- recommend pretty pretty easily and just go, this is just a very good fucking game. Yakuza is... Problematic in places. Problematic in places and iffy in places, but if you can get through little bits of that here and there, mm. it is a heartfelt game, it's got drama, it's got plot twists, it is hilarious, it has really fun gameplay. 
Um, the resolution of the big narrative arc was uh, bittersweet in the perfect kind of ways. Um, the the team that wrote Yakuza Like a Dragon really, really love to do um, mirroring things in the narrative where something that happens early in the narrative has like a reversed um, mirror of it happening later. And mm-hmm. they did a very good job of not making that feel heavy-handed or yeah. over the top of just wow, this scene is really clever because it, it is exactly that thing, but from a different perspective, mm. um, without feeling like they shoehorned it in. Um, yeah. I absolutely cannot recommend it enough. If you have ever been interested in the Yakuza series, that is the one I would recommend. Um, I think it is... I, I think that the English dub is fantastic, and anyone who has been put off by the series prior lack of good dubbing should jump in here because it is a fantastic one. Love the gameplay. It's the best balance of silly to serious they've had. And just the protagonist Ichiban is just a big lovable doofus and I love him and we need more protagonists like him in video games. He's just, he's he just, he's just a lovely boy. He's a big, he's a big lovable himbo that I just want to give a big hug. He loves his friends and he's a nice boy. Mm-hmm. What about you? What you been playing this week? We played some Burnout Paradise. Ah, uh, yes, there's a Burnout Paradise remastered on the the Xbox. Yes. Uh, how did you find that? It's much as I remember it. Although we've done a lot more of the racy stuff, and yeah. the thing I really remember from playing any of the Burnout games was the whole like yeah. here is a city street, and it will it will drive in exactly the same way every time. You have to crash in it into it and cause as much chaos yeah, as possible. Some of the other burnouts were more like that. Paradise was... I think they exist in Paradise, but you've Yeah. I you might have to they, be a they different are, level. I think they're fewer and further between between, at least in the early section. Yeah. Paradise when it starts is trying to be something like um like for, like yeah, like Need for Speed or like Forza uh, Forza Horizon is today. It's here's your open world map, pull up a set of traffic lights. Here's a here's a thing. Go do it. Um, definitely prefer the beefier trucks that are able to withstand a bashing and yeah, not people off the road. Yeah, love an aggressive vehicle. Although I did love that tiny little go kart that just fucking flew off the road. It's like that was pretty wild. It's unwieldy, but it 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 was it was great when it was working. Not nearly as unwieldy as those freaking motorbikes. Oh my god! Don't ride a motorbike at that speed and do crashes. No. That's bad. They're clearly so bad they won't even show you most of the crashes. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's more of a more of a serious game than I remember in that regard. Like that, you know, you've got a few um, marked man missions and stuff like that that are very bash heavy. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot more just to do a, do a race. The stunt runs have been fun. I've quite oh, enjoyed yeah. those. Yeah, that first stunt run you did where you found that big set of uh, things to fall down was <laughs> All wonderful. All those jumps from the top of the hill. Oh, yeah. you need 5,000 points. Ah, oh, well, I have 150,000. Uh, <laughs> will that do? Will that, will that do? Can I trade these in? <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've had a lot of fun when it's being less racy and more... Yeah. Like, even the Mark Man ones where it's like, yeah, you, you do essentially have to race, but, you know, you can still do a good amount of just running people off the road. Yeah. And they'll keep coming at you. Yeah. As I... opposed to when you get to the front in a race, it's generally, well, that's it now. Yeah. I'm at the front. I definitely prefer the Mark Man ones, and I wish some of the Mark Man missions were closer to the length of a regular race. Yeah. Rather than being like, it's shorter because there's people running you off the road. Run me off the road. Do it. Do it, you cowards. Do it. <laughs> Crumple me like a concertina. 
Yeah, it, it holds up well though. It's yeah, that it's a nice remaster. I didn't realise it was a remaster, I just thought it was Yeah, we came something out, like, else in the uh, game. Oh, about I think it was about this time last year it got uh, remastered. Um like oh no. Um I know I forgot you what year we're in. It was late twenty nineteen, I think. Sorry. I I I forgot we'd moved into twenty twenty one. Um, I played another thing this week. Yeah, we played. I played the demo for Monster Hunter Rise, which Aww. is that new Monster Hunter game coming to the Switch. Um, I'm really bloody impressed with that demo. Um, with one exception, and I'll get mm. to its weird technical problem later. Um, so clearly a lot has been learned from Monster Hunter World in terms of this game's design. Uh, you've got the seamless worlds when you're doing hunts, so you're no longer having those loading screens that most of the handheld um, monster hunters have always had, where you have to keep going through loading screens when you leave part of an area. Um, visually, it looks really, it looks really solid. It's running at a locked frame rate, which uh, Monster Hunter World didn't even do at launch, which is nice. Mm. Um, uh, there's a lot of tweaks and changes that are very interesting to a lot of how the weapons play, but the, the big things they've added are you can now have a dog that travels with you when you're on a hunt, and you can ride the dog, and the dog has its own set of attacks, and the dog can do drifts. You can do drifts on the dog! I mean, I've seen a dog cornering on like a, a laminate floor, so yeah, I know it happens. Imagine that, but if if it actually like you know got a speed boost after doing so... <laughs> it's it's quite amazing. Um, you can do all of the stuff you would normally do while hunting, like uh, carving stuff off of defeated enemies or picking up items while you're on the dog. You'd have to get off, which is nice. Uh, there's a bunch of new attacks. Every class has at least two new attacks that are powered by these things called wire bugs. Um, they are rechargeable. They refill pretty quickly over time. They can be used for things like traversal. You can slingshot and grapple hook your way around environments, which is really nice. Uh, you can use them to um, tie down enemies to the floor, and if you successfully do that, you can ride the enemies. Uh, they all have their own unique movesets. Every rideable monster has a moveset you can use against other monsters in the fight, or bash it into a wall to make it damage itself and things like that. Um, so there's there's a bunch of cool stuff going on mechanically. Um, it is... It feels in every way like Monster Hunter World with new cool stuff. Um, I know a lot of people Isn't who... Isn't that the point? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is exactly the point. A lot of people were sceptical it would be that because they taught... The team at Capcom talked for a long time about like not wanting to bring Monster Hunter World to Switch and a lot of people feared and assumed, ah, that's because you, you, don't, you, you don't think you can do the big open world sprawling Monster Hunter that you've been doing, that you did in World on the Switch. No, no, they've totally, they've totally made a Monster Hunter World style game for Switch, and it runs really nicely and looks really good. Um, that demo very much sold me on playing some of that game. That said, the demo has a major problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I was playing single player, absolutely fine, and I tried to play some multiplayer, uh, some online multiplayer with people on stream, and I was getting this issue where every second or so the game would completely freeze and then continue, uh, button inputs wouldn't register during that time. It was just, like, completely unplayable. Everyone questioned your Wi-Fi. Yeah, everyone was like, oh, your Wi-Fi, your Wi-Fi. And I'm like, look, I play online games over Wi-Fi up in this office all the time. It's not Wi-Fi. This is a weird, separate problem. And it was. A lot of people were reporting, hey, I can't play online on my primary account on Switch, 
but I can play on a secondary account that also has wife uh, also has uh, Switch online. So technically, I played. Yes, I. Uh, yeah, because everyone else I was playing with was like silky smooth, no problem here. Um, so I booted up Jane's account, and yeah, absolutely fine, no problems. Initially, people thought the issue was that primary accounts were broken. It's not that. But the issue will mostly affect people's primary accounts for understandable reasons. Too many friends. If you have too many friends on your Switch friends list, the game breaks and you can't play online properly. Be grumpy um, and insular like me and you'll be able to play it just fine. Yeah, I've, I've added a lot of people over the years for things like Pokemon trades for shinies and things like that. I've added a lot of people for work stuff. Um, and apparently, I don't know what the threshold is, but I crossed the threshold, and now I don't get to play Monster Hunter Rise online without it breaking. Um, Hopefully they will fix that. Yeah, I really hope they do. Otherwise, I'm really sorry, friends list. A lot of you are getting cold because I want to play Monster Hunter. That's... You're bad. Sorry about that. <laughs> play it on my account. I don't mind. Mwah. Um, so yeah, I want to play Monster Hunter Rise when it comes out. It's only, like, six weeks away, which is really cool, um, but... Yeah, I really hope they iron that particular issue out. And I think they probably will, because a lot of press were reporting it. Because a lot of press people have uh, a full friends list. Yeah. Which means that there were a lot of news stories about, hey, this problem's going on, which might convince them to fix it. What about you? What have you been playing this week? Uh, we played some boarded games. We did! Do you want to tell us about some boarded games we played? Uh, we played some Tapeworm. The new Ed McMullen game. Oh yeah, that's pretty From fun. Binding of Isaac Lad. That's a pretty cute little game. It, yeah, like I saw it and I was like, you know what, that looks kind of fun. And then I got it and I was like, mm, not sure about this. Partly because I got the uh, all three versions. Yeah. Pack. And that there had been some delays because they uh, fucked up. Some were going to be gifts and... Yeah, someone get supposed to be uh, festive gifts last year. Yeah. And they, I mean, they arrived like a week late for that. But yeah. not only that, like I had to take all of the wrapping off them to put the correct cards in. Yeah. So that it was all sorted out. It's sorted now. Yeah. Now it's sorted... I like that game. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. I would like to play that kind of drunk with more people. At some I, point. I think it might be a fun new end of the night game with people. No, no um, one can brain too hard, but yeah. hey, let's... We can match pictures. Let's match pictures. It's, I would best describe it to anyone who's not seen it as um, Uno if you also had to make things line up with each other. You're not making a pile, you're laying things out on the table. Mm. Um, you've got a set number of cards in your hand, your aim is to get rid of as many of them as you can and be the first to get rid of all your cards. Um, Some cards have special abilities, like making yeah. the next person pick up a card. or Yeah, uh, but generally the rule is you are connecting segments of a tapeworm and um, the segment you place down has to match up neatly with another piece that's already on the board. Um... You can't place it down if part of the, the piece you're putting down would connect to like nothing, uh, if it would break. Um but basically you're trying to you're trying to connect pieces in a row to get your cards all on the table. If you play lots of pieces of exactly the same colour with no like changes of colour on the card or anything that would stop the row, you can keep playing, which gives you an opportunity to get multiple cards down. And there's abilities to do things like Cut the worm so you take all the things past there that have been removed and make some more some new space. Uh, you can change the colours, you can branch it, you can make other players pick extra cards up. There's little rainbow ones that are wild cards. 
you basically just make this sprawling mass of tapeworms. Or, or there's dick knots. There's dick knots, which is the not safe for work version, where you're... you are literally doing the same thing, but that all all of the ends are penises. Yeah, you're just tying a bunch of dicks together. Yeah, making a monstrosity of of entangled dicks. <laughs> it's very silly. It is. The, it's it's got that. It's it's just a little bit more complex than something like Uno, and I think that's that's it's dominoes with. With yeah, fun pictures. It's dominoes with fun pictures, and if you match the colour, you can play some more of them, and they have special powers. Yeah. It's a fun, silly little game that it I think really is... is. I and think... it looks really fun on a table as well. Yeah, I think it's going to be a end of the night, oh, yeah. okay, we'll play some of this. We haven't got any brain, but we don't want to stop playing. Yeah, it, it's good for that. Yeah, and, you know, it finishes in, like, 10-15 minutes, depending on how well someone does... If your deck shuffled not terribly well, you <laughs> might find that someone wins in about three turns. It's like, ah, oh, I can put all my cards down at once. Thank I will die. <laughs> yeah, uh, our second game was a lot more uh, oh, back yeah, and definitely. forth. Doing a lot of like sniping each it's, other. It's the whole new game needs a good shuffle to let the, the randomness bed in. Yeah. Uh, what other board games did we play? Uh, we played Merv Heart of the Silk Road. Yeah, that's a new one that we played. Yeah, I got that in my, my January uh, new release box. That's a really cool little game, it that. It really is. It's another one of those ones that's a bit crunchy to get into. Oh, it's a bit intimidating. Yeah, there's a lot of rules and it's a bit like, oh god, what are we going to do? Uh... Yeah. Uh, the, the short version, you set out a city uh, made of all these little squares of cards and every turn... You can basically place your person on one of the rows that you're coming up to as you go around the board. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can build a little building there. And depending on what kind of square you've placed yourself on, you will get uh, a certain ability. You might get a certain uh, resource. You can go interact with a certain segment of the board. Um, And lots of spaces are useful for like, do you want to go up this track to... um, invest money in the mosque which will have certain rewards or do you want to go buy these spices that if you can do that it'll give you rewards and do some trading yeah and there's lots of interacting segments you can you can go deal with there's a whole meter at the top of the board where you can't get more than one type of spice until you've done this meter first um there's lots and lots of different things you can be doing at any one time Mm -hmm. and i think like the big thing is you can be building walls around the city which won't necessarily get you any points in the short term, but they might protect your buildings that exist so that you can keep using them in future. Mm. Yeah, it's it's chunky. It's very chunky. It's a very, a big chewy game. Um, yeah, it's really fascinating, and I like that it had a little bit of history about the actual mega city of Merv, which yeah. is, is kind of fascinating. Yeah, um, yeah, and basically just stop the if if the Mongols are going to attack, you're going to either have to pay them off or build some freaking walls. Yeah. Um, I I like the mechanic they have where if you're playing two player, there's a third player that the person in last place gets to control. Yes, it's got a solo um, mode as well that has a, an entirely separate oh, extra nice. person in it. Um, and I like some of the mechanics, like being able to use your camels to buy your way further ahead in the turn order. Mm-hmm. Um, but like then you don't have them to use to get further into the spice row. Um, yeah, there's a. It's one of those games where there's constantly a dozen things you want to be doing. Yeah, but one. I think once you've learned the initial rules, it moves really quickly. Yeah, it's not something like Too Many Bones or Cloud Spire where you are constantly going. Sorry, what's the rule for this again? I just need to yeah, check this. Yeah, it's it's rule simple because most of it is okay. 
what pictures could I put my character on? Okay, well, that picture is that bit of the board. I remember that bit of the board. I've looked at that before. Mm-hmm. As long as you can remember what the six things around the board are, which their pictures sort of uh, show you. It's like, my options are these things. Yeah, it's another one like the next game we'll talk about, which is a case of once you understand the icon uh, iconography of it, yeah, it's... you can really navigate it very swiftly. Definitely. <clears throat> Uh, should we talk about that other one then? Viscounts of the West Kingdom. We've played this before and we we've have. played it again. It's uh, another big crunchy game of um, basically the kingdom is sort of falling a bit slowly, and you're viscounts and you're basically trying to gain uh, like deeds for land, yeah, and uh, sort of paying off debts and things, and you know trying to improve things through like buildings yeah. or or. or whatever else you happen yeah. to have. It's a combination of a deck builder and a board-based game. Hand management. Uh, hand management, but you also uh, always have three active cards out in front of you that basically cycle out. One will leave, you put a new one in, and they have differing abilities, and you you might want to maximise the, the use of one card before it shuffles out. And mm-hmm. there's It's another one where there's a lot of things you could do on any given turn, and a lot of potential point-scoring avenues to invest your time in. Mm-hmm. Like, do you put soldiers in the castle in the centre? Uh, do you go for buildings built around the edges? Yep. Uh, do you go for the, the, the scrolls, manuscripts. the manuscripts? Um not but, one I've ever seemed to manage to heavily invest in. Maybe in like a, a bigger multiplayer game that would work more. Yeah, I think the main problem has been um, where you are buzzing around the outside. It is easiest to get coin, yeah, and with that coin to get more building materials. I I think a big part of it is the manuscripts are clearly the sl- one of the slower methods of getting points. They're a bit of a slow burn, and I think if you had more people playing and more people fighting over the spaces around the outside and fighting over the centre and no one was going for the manuscripts, you'd be like, this is, this is, I can just walk and pick these up and no one will notice really because they're not after them. Well, the other thing with the manuscripts is that you can only do them on the inside track. Yeah. the easiest place to acquire more resources, uh, like when we were getting most of stone, it's all around the outside. Yeah. Because that's trading and acquiring stone. If we'd done trading and acquiring inkwells in order to do uh, translations... Yeah. Probably would have been a bit different. Yeah, we had a much heavier game of of, of cash flow this time. Oh, yes. Because I think the first game we were both like, oh, well, it's a bit difficult to make money. We were both making much better use of our traders where you can trade your your resources for gold. Silver. Yeah, uh, for silver, sorry. Gold is an entirely separate thing. Um, Basically... Uh, stacking up as many high resource cards as you could either side of the trader so that they could just like cash in, cash in, mm-hmm. cash in before they left. Yeah. Try and cycle them around so that they get to go back to the front of the queue and keep giving you cash. Yeah, I was trying to like expand my hand so that yeah. I had like, I would be able to go very solidly, right, here is all of my stuff that generates me uh, income. And then like, here is a bunch of people that can build shit. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I've generated tons of stuff, now I will try and build things. Yes, and I, I thankfully had a card in mine that was translate uh, money into building resources, which really helped. Because mm-hmm. I was going, trader, turn it, all of my resources into money. Okay, right, uh, other person, turn all of my money into stone so I can just throw some buildings down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a good fun game. It's yeah. 
it's simple enough once you wrap your head around it. Yeah, again, like, everything is right there on your player board yeah. in front of you. It is just learning what those icons mean. Yes, yeah. Uh, I like that. I still like that morality system. Yes. Um, I would like to play a game where I fiddle about with that more now. Yeah. Because we've played two full games of it through now, well, and both of us have avoided the dark side entirely, of the meta. Like we we both completely evicted from our deck uh, the one person that starts with that, and we've never and not picked purchased. up any cards. Yeah, I'd be curious to try an evil run. Well, I think. If you're going to do a virtuous run again in future, I will think I will have to invest more in uh, a, a slightly more corrupt version. Yeah. Because the you we've always seemed to have ended games on well, all of the deeds have been picked up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, all of the deeds have been picked up. So it's like by the end of the next round, that's the end of the game. So, but you would get a bonus for having uh, flipped yeah. debts for that and you only had one more debt than I did yeah so that was all well I mean it was only 12 points and I think you beat me by 20 so yeah but that 12 points like that would have been me down by 12 and you up by 12 yeah which might have closed yeah that would have closed that up by 4 okay because it's it's first and second place oh yeah well it it would have yeah yeah still points oh yeah Yeah. still points um (laughs) yeah it's a good fun crunchy one very much enjoy it it's it is a case of like God, I need to go through this again. Okay, what what yeah, what happens? I was mildly what overwhelmed when we opened it back up. I was like, ah, what what what? Yeah. Um, but like you going through it in that way like helps me go. Okay, no no, what does that do? Yeah. And 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 clarify that things. Um, yeah. So that was really good. Again, another one. I am I'm keen to eventually get around to playing with other people. Yeah, agreed. Because uh, I think that will be a lot of fun. Uh, I played one other video game this week mm-hmm. uh, that I'll go through quickly. I played. Uh, I went and played a few hours of Wilmot's Warehouse. Ah, calming organisational fun. Yeah, I forgot how much I love that game. Um, so you're just a happy little square working in a in a stock room in a warehouse, and your whole job is just deliveries come in. You organise things. You bring the things the customers are asking for. You upgrade your warehouse a bit. Um, the first couple of times you do this, it will be timed, so it will be a case of oh god, just grab stuff and throw it sort of near the area where I think it should go. Then after you've done a couple of back and forths of it, this you get stop taking time, where the game just turns off the timer and it goes, just sort to your heart's content. Work out where you want everything. Get everything sorted and organised and fix everything up. And you can perfect everything. And the game has no set organisational system. Um, a lot of the stuff that is in there is abstract shapes and colours that you have to sort of interpret okay, well, to me, that looks like a wave, so I'll put it in the sports section, maybe, because of surfing. Uh, Like, you've got to work out what are my associations and where would I, on a snap judgment, look for this. Mm -hmm. And also, like, how you start the the game. Yeah. Based on what you get and and what sort of connection you're making there. And then, sort of, as the game expands and more icons come in. It's like, initially, my... Okay... Well, this is a blue thing on a white background. Here are blue and white things. Yeah. And later on, it might be a case of, yeah, but I've got little red mittens over here that will go yeah. with that snowflake. And then sometimes it's about organising sections of things near other sections of things. So in mine, I had uh, the winter section with the clothing up top so that if there was going to be more clothing, I could put it around the corner from the winter clothing. Then there's winter. Then there's winter sports, which goes around the corner to sports. 
So you go sports, winter sports, winter, winter clothes, clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, that's a nice, tidy little, like, I know where to find things here. They all yeah. flow together. I played some of that a little while ago. I had a yeah. really good time with it. I uh, forgot to go back to it. It's it's a nice one to just jump into. Um, uh, One of the things I really like about it is that it randomises the items you get at the start of every playthrough, mm. which... The starting items you get will very heavily dictate what your first sort of categories you start making are, and that will really shape the direction that your overall filing system goes. I think the other thing with going back to Wilmot's Warehouse is, hey, I walked away from this for a little while, I yeah. don't know where I, I put this. I 100% think it's a game that if you leave it for too long, just start a new fresh yeah. playthrough, and even if you only play the opening couple of hours again... You're still going to have a new new experience and a good yeah, time. It's a good fun uh, little game, man. Yeah. It's very soothing. It's very soothing for that bit of my brain that likes to have organised chaos where no one else would understand what's going on. But I'm like, I know where everything is. It's my system. I have a system. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, you played anything else this week? Uh, I played some of that Among Us. Oh yeah, you did. I got invited on one of Jim's streams. Is that uh, when I had a nap after Quips? Yeah, we we finished recording last week's episode of Crown Pleasant Strangers. You went for a nap, and I was uh, immediately invited on to, to play some yeah. Among Us. I didn't know that was happening. I was asleep. <laughs> it was it was the first time I've ever played, so oh. there was a degree of I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where anything is. I don't know how to explain anything to other people when it gets to the interrogation phase. And then the one time I got to be the the imposter, yeah. I didn't know how vents work, <laughs> so I sort of jumped into the vent, like after, immediately after killing Jim. Oh. I was like, okay, uh, well, I don't buttons don't seem to be moving me anywhere. Oh. Uh, I, I, mm, there's an arrow. Do I press in the direction of the arrow? I don't know what to do. And I pressed a button, hoping that it would just transfer me to wherever the other end of the vent was. <laughs> and I just popped back out in the room as somebody was walking in. Ah. Um. See, what you do in that moment is you do that run and do the report and you go, I've just seen the person who saw me in the vent. I uh, wasn't quick enough. I still was struggling a bit with controls and things. That's fair. <laughs> um, If you ever want to have like a bit of solo time with that game um i've had a look at free play i like yeah. i understand like most of the actual puzzles now yeah i don't know how to do any of the imposter stuff um yeah, trial and error is the only way to practice that unfortunately there's no free play to practice being the murderer unfortunately yeah, help. yeah. um it's a fun little game if a bit chaotic jumping into it with no uh yeah, with no pri- i didn't even know how to change my username yeah. with with people who'd presumably been playing a few hours already yes. yeah some of them not playing very much, but I had certainly played before. Yeah. And there was me like, ah, I'm a little bit flustered. I don't know what to do. Luckily, someone was helping me when I was the imposter, so I didn't die. Yay! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's 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 a game that could do with a, sli- with a slightly better yeah. tutorial. Um, there are some good YouTube tutorials that are like three minutes long that are like, here's how to play the imposter. That might be helpful. Yeah, I might give that a look. But I'd love to play that again sometime, and I'd love to get you on to play some. Well, sometime. I own it now. So. Yeah, heck. Ah, <sighs> anything else on your played list? Well, that's everything I played. Well then, time for this. Oh, mate, do you want me to pass this little little mouse over? Have a good roll around with that mouse. Do you want another go on, on the oh, little Oh, yeah, ball? yeah. 
Oh, that's the cheap mm, Oh, that's oh, that's a good. Oh, that's a good. Mm, that's some good nip. That's oh, a good nip. I like the good have, nip. Have you heard? I've 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 heard. Mm. A th- I've heard a theory. Yeah. yeah. I think humans do understand that we want food when we shower them. Yeah. They pretend they don't understand, but I think they do. I think that. I th- I think I. Th- I, th- I think they're ignoring us. Well, sometimes they make those noises at us when, when we're meowing at them. I don't know. I think I mean... it's a secret code. I think it's a secret code. And if we... You think I... humans are smart enough to do secret I think, codes? I think, I think they are. I think if we decipher it, no. they'll give us the food. I think if we just enjoy a little bit more catnip, we will decipher the code just and we'll understand. open the mind with enough nip. Exactly. Do you want the nip back? Yeah. Oh, go on. Oh, nuzzle yourself against it. It's good. Oh, they're making the sounds again. Food. 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 I don't. I don't understand it yet. Food. Food. I don't. Num in the mouth. Mouth. I don't understand what they're saying yet, but I'm. I'm sure if if we just keep playing with the nip, we'll we'll get that. We'll get that. We'll understand them. Oh. Oh. I've had a great idea. Oh. Oh. I'm gonna run and run up and down the hallway for about an hour. Oh, I'm gonna run in circles for about an hour. Excuse me, would you um, would you mind answering a few questions for a survey, please? Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. So, uh, g- given the uh, given the given the state of the country as it is is at the moment, obviously, perhaps you've you've heard about the 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 school meals fiasco mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and the government's COVID response. Mm-hmm. What is your uh, current uh, voting plan as as of the next election? I'll be voting Tory. Okay, one for Tory. Thank thank you so much for answering our questions today. Excuse me, excuse me. Hello. Uh, would you would you mind answering a few yeah, questions yeah, for sure? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, given the uh, the government's uh, recent uh, actions with regards oh. to the uh, the the uh, uh, COVID nineteen. Oh, terrible, terrible. Yes, yes, indeed. And and the, the way they've uh, not they've been refusing to give oh. uh, the NHS any kind, oh, kind of a pay rise. Oh, mm. The underfunding of services. Abysmal. The whole issue with needs to be building, sorted. Um, how will you be voting come the next election? Well, I'll be voting Tory. Really? Yeah. Really? Go vote Tory. <laughs> Excuse me, I think I need to find a dentist. I'm about to pop a tooth. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hi. 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 Uh, sorry, would you mind answering a few questions for uh, Sarah? Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. So, given the absolute fucking state of the country, the, oh, the, it's the, isn't it? the shambles that is Brexit, yeah, the, yeah, they've really the balls fa- that up. They, yeah, indeed, yeah. they did really balls that up. They didn't did really balls. They, th- uh, yes. yeah, and um, and you know the the state of the free school meals issue. Oh, oh, terrible, the, terrible. The, the the lack of funding for the NHS. Oh, we need better. Expect better. Far better, right? So, yeah. given that, what what are your voting intentions come the next election? I'll be voting Tory. Why? Maybe worse under Corbyn. Uh, uh, Can't tell you how. Uh, worse under Corbyn. So, <gasps> what have you put in your eye meats? Uh, we've continued watching Sweet Home. We have. <laughs> That's a good show. That's a good show. It's a good show. Um, I very like. I'm very much enjoying the. Explanation: the very vague explanation we've had of what's going on out in the world. Desire. Desi- it's it's one of those, like, it's vague enough that you can interpret it and go, oh, I see how this fits, without feeling the need to actually lay it out. Yeah. Um, I like the whole plot line we've got going on with someone trying to 
resist what's coming to them. Has yeah, been we've, good. Got, we've got game gamer guy. Yeah, yeah, trying to trying to resist uh, being a monster. Also, content warning for that show because it does not shy shy away from like bullying and oh, suicide it, and it's intense. It's a lot in some places. Um, uh, I. Yeah, particularly that plotline that was going on about uh, the slightly dom- the domestic abuse going on in that relationship, yeah. um, did make me root for that woman a hell of a lot. Though I was like, fucking, fucking, yeah, get get away from that do man, do it. Um, yeah, it's it's it's. It's a real good show. It's a fascinating show. The characters are really interesting. Like the dynamic of a bunch of people who just live in the same tower block. Yeah, they're not. Most of them have never spoken to yeah. each other before. I'm enjoying a lot of the little cliques that are forming of like characters you wouldn't expect that have found connection together. That whole scene in the last episode we watched of just all the badass women getting together to sort of save somebody. Yeah, and then you've got the little club of nobody likes me men who are like, oh, everyone's a bit... <laughs> Basically no all the men. All the men. It's just like, you go sit in the corner. You are the men now. Well, that, that's the thing, though. They are all the men that basically sit in the corner and bitch about things all day. Yeah. There are two guys, really, that go out and do anything. And then there's, like, the, the, the guy who makes all of their cool weapons. Yeah, it's... I, I've been enjoying the escalation. I'm very curious to see where this season's going to end because it's. I want more of this. Oh, definitely. It's 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 real good because we've started to expand yeah. finally out of the the tower block itself. Yeah. So it's like, whoa, what's going on? What's the yeah. what's the outside world thing? Um, I like some of the monster designs. That sort of yes. athletic one that was in the basement. Yeah, the one with the like uh, deer legs. Yes, and the sort of like uh, cyclist helmet skull that sort yes. of uh, swooped back. It's like that's very cool. I'm guessing yeah. your desire was be as fast as possible, which made me think about you telling me about the whole missing jaw thing being a thing for greed. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh well, I'm guessing that was that was that person's desire. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on. It's the giant on. that just wanders around going, protein. Protein. It's <laughs> the protein giant. <laughs> he just wanted to get buff, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is the most buff, the most swole. So swole. Yeah, <laughs> if you want some, like, kind of funny, um, weirdly tense drama. B-movie horror drama. Yeah, B-movie horror drama with a bit of comedy layered onto it. Just a little bit of comedy, but sometimes it gets yeah, really dark. Yeah, it's... It's tonally all over the place. It's kind of like Yakuza Like a Dragon. It goes back and forth between being kind of funny and, oh my god, this got serious and kind of bleak for a second. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't settle on one or the other, and I kind of like that. Yeah. Well, sir, what have you watched this week? I have watched a lot of uh, instructional videos on YouTube for how to make lo-fi. Yeah. I had a go at making lo-fi, and I finished the track, and I was like, I really like this track. And then I thought, mm, it's not really lo-fi though, is it? It's it's sort of vaguely in that style. It's got a vinyl crackle and a bit of a warp to it, but like it needs more, more like seventh and ninth chords in it. So I'm working on something else right now that will come along. I've also been learning bass lines. Never really thought about bass lines. Love yeah. listening to them. I have now listened to a lot of compilation videos on YouTube of. What's a cool bass line? Have you listened to enough bass lines that you have the desire to fuck your bass yet? Uh, I don't have a bass, it's only digital, so I guess unless there's some teledildonics teledidal- involved. <laughs> <Yeah>. Maybe? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, playing better, learning bass lines. Le- learning bass lines, that was really cool. There's been a few times where I've been like, ah, oh, that's a really cool bass line, I'll go and listen to the track. And then the track's just really horribly problematic. Oops. <laughs> like, no, no thank you. Um, Actually, one of them was a track that had come up when we were doing that go through all the emo playlists on YouTube. Mm. And I was like, I recognise this track. Oh, oh, oh God, no, 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 no. Don't stop talking about women like that. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> very just no. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. It's like brilliant baseline. Don't listen to the rest of the track. Um, yeah, like I've had a lot of fun learning about that, and also just learning about EQing. Yeah, because it's it's like I see a lot of people doing it one particular way, and then I see lots of other videos going, "Don't do that." If you lift and sweep, everything will sound bad at some point, and then you will end up looking like you've added a comb filter to everything. <laughs> okay. Ah. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I don't think I've really watched anything else this week. It's, uh, it's mostly been a sit and watch Sweet Home. It's been Sweet Home and um, board games and cooking, Mama. That's been my week. Yeah. What about you? What else have you watched? Uh... I don't know how this has ended up in, in, in YouTube. Does YouTube know something about me that I'm not ready to accept I, about myself? I always wonder this when YouTube <laughs> does the things it does. I'm like, why have you taken me to this what, rabbit what, hole? What, what part of the algorithm have I fallen into that you've decided that asexual TikTok is the thing for me? Don't get me wrong. There are some very, very funny people oh, on asexual TikTok. there are some TikTok. very funny people on asexual some TikTok. Some of them are very good at baking as well. I've seen some good cake. Indeed. And asexuality, super valid. Oh, 100%. I've, I've never assumed that that's me, but I've also recently fallen down the asexual TikTok uh, rabbit hole. I mean, I've I've had cause at times to go, maybe I'm heading into the grey slash demi area Yeah. at times, but... I don't, I don't know if I'd, I'd say fully asexual. Um, but yeah, uh, and, and definitely not aromantic. Very yeah. romantic. Very promantic. Promantic, yes. Um, but yeah, just like there are some very funny people who are tired of explaining their shit to people. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, like, I, I, yeah, there's been some good funny stuff. Some some of the good lip syncing that you very often see. Yes, <laughs> on yes. On TikTok. Uh, yeah, um, lots of people with lots of very good fashion sense. Uh, yeah, that's, that's been cool. I have enjoyed asexual TikTok. On YouTube, don't go to TikTok. <laughs> Let someone curate it for you. Yeah, r- r- get, find me the good shit. <laughs> it's like vines. Exactly. Show me the good I don't want to see, like, the billions of, of duff stuff that was on there probably at the time. Exactly. Curate it like a, like a, a best of the 90s CD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the thing. TikTok. The best TikTok content uh, will be compilations about three years after TikTok has closed. That'll be when everyone will have decided what the good shit was. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly that's certainly true of Vine. And, you know, I, I, I jokingly made the thing about, like, best of the 90s albums, but it's true for most people who's like, oh, I really love the 70s. Yeah, they made a lot of shit music back then, too. But this is what has survived. The, the the better stuff. The same for any decade or any genre or anything else. Just, like, people will curate it and you will get that stuff and you will probably love that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's everything, then. Well, then. Time for this. Time for this. Laura, Laura, 
we got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you think that universal basic in- income would be a good idea? I, I do. Do you think that the most vulnerable in our society should be taken care of? Yeah, I do think so. Do you think uh, the homeless should be housed? I, I do, yes. Do you think that perhaps we could do better by rehabilitating people rather than constantly punishing them and, you know, with no hope of... Of ever getting getting better and keeping them in, in constantly bad situations. You're speaking my language right now. Do you think ultimately, uh, you know, the 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 system of money that we have is is very bad for society as a whole, and that we're perhaps not treating people as well, and certain people aren't getting the same benefits from society as others, and that there is a a fundamental inequality? Yeah, yep, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, have you considered socialism? I have, as it happens. This week's sponsor is socialism. Try socialism. It's got to be better than this. Yeah. It's got to be. Yeah. Capitalism is failing, falling apart, and careening towards fascism. So just head over to the the website. That's socialism.veryserious.net and enter the code QMPS150 to find out more information. You don't have to enter the code. The information is equally available to all. Yeah. Socialism. Please. 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 Just, just universal basic income and healthcare for all. And, uh, you know, maybe not having life-saving medicine like insulin costing, like, almost an entire month's wages. But, you know, for some people desperately needing it. And, you know, the private healthcare industry and the military-industrial complex and all these evil things. Ah. Try socialism. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi. Hi. So I'm uh, looking at the uh, upcoming schedule and releases. Yeah. And uh, I'm a bit concerned we might have a problem. Yeah. Uh, so you know how most of the games we make are uh, pretty violent uh, shooters, usually yeah. pretty militaristic. Yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah, I love them. You know, yeah. all, all of that... Uh, the the, uh, the the people in power are the enemy, so just use your guns that you bought to take down, you know, authority figures and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I had a look at the schedule. Yeah. We have a game coming up that is about armed insurrectionists uh, resisting the transfer of power in uh in 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 america yeah oh well for that yeah it seemed like a great fun silly make-believe idea it would never happen in reality right right you've seen the news this week no i've been flogging interns uh mm, i'll say this we might not want to release that right now it's a bit of a topic right okay I, i i'm wondering how long do we have to wait after an armed insurrection before we can, like, make doing an armed insurrection fun and silly and lighthearted and not seem like we are cold, heartless monsters, which we are. Yeah, but... But, but like, I... we don't want them to know that. Okay, so which country was this in? America. Yeah, because if it was in one of the other ones, we could just, like, we could do right. it today. Like, that that happens in other countries. Right, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. another country problem. Usually... Something that we've organized. Yeah, exactly. But no, we are. Well, yeah, the, 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 our government. Us, our us noble is in and US. righteous government. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, um, we can't release it right now. It's going to be a problem. Right. Can we reskin it somehow and, like, make it less topical? Right. What if we make it so all the characters are bunny rabbits shooting and they're trying to get into the, uh, the biggest, most important burrow? 
for bunny rabbits. Right. With guns. Bunny gunny. Gunny bunny. Gunny bunny. Gunny bunny. Yep, no one will see through this. I think we've I think we're gonna be fine. You are a fucking genius. I know. I I I do feel bad for democracy though. Yeah, yeah, I mean I mean, even, it's bad for capitalism. Yeah, I mean, even the Democratic Party are capitalist fools like us right now, right? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, they're going to keep supporting us. So, uh, yeah, that natural trans... Let's keep everything calm. And right-wing douchebags buy our games all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. Keep buying those power fantasies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe get one of our tattoos. <laughs> yeah. So... <gasps> What have you put in your earmates? Uh, I put a couple of songs in my earmates. It's not been a very listen-heavy week. Because, no. again, I've been streaming a lot. Yeah. Uh, can I tell you my two songs? Tell me your two songs. I'll listen to a track called Animal Skin by Brian Dunn. Uh, very chill but slightly sinister track. Uh, lots of lyrical stuff about cutting loose. Uh, lots of animalistic imagery uh, layered over a person. Um... Just talking about being ruthless and unwilling to, you know, lose to those coming for you. And then it ends with some cool funky synth. It's a cool little track. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's one called Grand Romantic Life by Mom Rock. Uh, just just a track about, like, a stay-at-home, stay-at-home person daydreaming about the life that she wants to be living. And talking about the fact that generally, you know, that's a very human thing to do. To be like, hey, this is what life is, but, like, what if it was this? Um... Cool whisper section at the end of it. Um, some good use of horns in a rock track. Lots of style switches that keep it kind of interesting. Nice. It's a fun track. What about you? What you been listening to? I have 99% been listening to lo-fi beats to, to study to. I mean, that's usually the thing, isn't it? <laughs> Mostly because I want to understand lo-fi so that I can try and make some of my own. Yeah. Partly because I like the genre and partly because I would like to be able to play music in the background of my streams. That I don't have to credit anyone for. Yes, and that isn't going to get uh, copyright. Isn't going to get flagged, and if it does, I could just go. Um, I think if I'd, I, I, I am responsible for that <laughs> particular piece of crap. Thank you very much. <laughs> How dare you? Um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Oh, and um, lots more of the uh, the Acid Jazz channel on YouTube because that's re- they also have a Acid Jazz like twenty four hour stream. Yeah, good, good stuff. Ah, uh, well then, time for this. This is a public service announcement brought to you on behalf of the public service announcement broadcaster. At this time of year, is a good time to look back on things you might have forgotten about. Indeed, there are many things you might have subscribed to, many of which you may no longer wish to be subscribed to. Perhaps you took out a 30-day trial subscription over the winter holidays so that you could watch, perhaps, some kind of streaming service. And perhaps you deliberately want to not pay for that service because you don't want to give that corporation your money and you're just trying to wedge in as much as you can before your subscription ends. That's right, you've watched The Mandalorian. It's time to make sure that you've cancelled that subscription. So remember... Check your outgoing subscriptions and regular payments for things you may no longer be making use of but still paying for. And also, lockdown's probably going to go on for a while longer. Consider cancelling your gym membership. Indeed, you're probably not going to be in there for some time. 
Have you been somewhere you shouldn't have? Um, yeah. Did you carry illegal weapons across state lines? I mean, just a little bit. Did you make detailed plans to capture government officials and post them on the internet for your buddies? I, I mean, y yeah, but it's just for my buddies. Did you livestream your reckless, illegal, reprehensible actions? I, 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 I did, but like everyone was doing it. Have you found yourself on a no-fly list? I can't get home and I'm... I'm not treating me badly. I did nothing wrong. Do you need to get out of the trouble you suddenly find yourself in? <gasps> oh, please, 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 please. I don't want to get in trouble. Call 1900, definitely not the feds, and we'll arrange a pardon and a complete clearing of your criminal records and internet <gasps> history, plus $1,500 in cash. That's <gasps> 1900, definitely not the feds. I'll call, call today. I'll call them up and tell them my social security number right now. Warning, definitely all the may in fact be the feds, and you might get arrested and you might go to jail for a very long time because the more you think you deserve, you bastard. I still get the money though, right? Question time, seven for questions. What's the questions? Checky asks, what is a good vegan alternative for the rich? I think if there is one kind of meat that is ethical to consume as a vegan, I think it's the rich. Correct, it is entirely ethical to eat the rich. In <laughs> fact, should be encouraged. Exactly. If you want to know what's, you know, what's ve what's the best vegan equivalent of, say, beef or pork or chicken, or gammon, is still the rich. <laughs> So the rich are your vegan gammon, as they, it were. Yeah, they are. Well, they certainly are gammon. Very salty pork there. Uh, Larry Ellingenby asks, "What's the longest hoomsted hoomst y'all can do?" Uh, their best is hoomstedivent. Hoomstedivent. Ah, that kind of fell apart a bit there, huh? A little bit. Hoomstedivent. No. It sounds like you're starting an engine. Hoomstedivent. must have. Hoomstedivent. Twas. Well. Hoomstedivent. Twas. They're all apostrophized. Heck you. I'm, ha I'm allowed those. Uh, Callum Turner. Hi, Callum. Asks, uh, what was the last thing that made you do an out loud joy sound? Uh, Callum's saying, I got a new book yesterday which completes the collection and now I can start to read the whole lot. Happy time. I'm uh, very happy for you. I did happy noises when I beat the Cooked Mama Cook Star traditional all recipes uh, any percent run by 12 seconds. I, <laughs> I thought I wasn't going to make it. I had fucked up pretty considerably in that run. Um, I opened a recipe that I'd already completed and I had to wait for it to load and back out of it. Then opened it again and had to wait for it to load and back out of it. Oof. And it was a real run killer. It took like a minute off of my... Um, I was like a minute ahead of the record and then I went into the last two recipes uh, about 35 seconds behind the record. Uh... I had to make up 35 seconds in the final two recipes. It was... Uh, I made happy noises when I did it. Yay! What about you? Uh, I made happy noises when it was confirmed that you'd got your gender recognition certificate. Yeah, yeah. I, I did a jumpy, jumpy flap and squee. I did a bit of an overwhelm for a couple of days. You did? It sort of... So it, did I. It sort of bubbled as like, ah, ah. And then, uh, like, Sunday night, it sort of all just happened. I was like, oh, uh, oh, oh, sh oh, shit, you took that weight off my shoulders, huh? Yeah, that, that's seven months of waiting that that's, has that's, finally lifted. That's years of being in the trans system, finally having no looming paperwork. 
Yeah. I've gotten through every bit of gatekeeping. Yeah. It's just all done. You won. I, I, I You won at girl. I, I completed girl. I finished girl. I did 100%. a play I did a playthrough of girl. <laughs> You've hundred percented girl now. Uh didn't speed her on it, definitely not. Ew. Very difficult to do that. Oh uh, yeah, I think those are the most joyous moments lately. Uh Future Fishy asks what is the most underrated food and the most overrated food? Oh, mmm. Ah, mmm. I don't know. Do you have any answers to this? Cheese is overrated. <laughs> no, I, I personally... I personally don't like cheese. That doesn't mean it's cheese. overrated. You can feel it's overrated. No, I understand why people like it. There's a chemical in it that their brains get addicted to. I get that. It's, it's good, but... Does that still happen in vegan cheese? Because uh, I'm still I, addicted I, to I cheese. I don't know if it happens in vegan cheese. I don't know. It's, it's fats or something. There's some addictive thing. I... People like a good cheese. I've never understood it. It's not very odd. It's just a block of... of it, it just smells gone off all the time. It always smells like a food that you should have had a week ago. <laughs> That's cheese. Cheese is, I should have had this a week ago. <laughs> Scrape the mould off it. I'll be fine. There's cheeses that deliberately have mould. I don't understand. Yes, I don't understand cheese. Technically, most cheeses, like regular cheeses, mould. Exactly. It's fermented mouldy milk. And I don't get it. There you go. Uh, and your least overrated? I I don't know. I'm, ketchup. I'm... Ketchup's amazing. Why does everyone underrated? Yeah. Why does everyone not love ketchup as much as me? <laughs> underrated. I think noodles are still underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, the, the, there's the whole like ah, oh, but it's a poverty food and we have to eat it and it's all we have. Nah. Noodles good though. Noodles good though. Especially if you can throw some garlic yeah. in it. Mmm. Don't need anything else. Just some garlic. Yeah, maybe some hot sauce. Noodles! Noodles! Uh, overrated foods? I don't know, I've eaten some pretty fancy foods. Most meats? Yeah. Like, people are just like, oh, yeah. oh steak. Steak is... Oh, steak is the steak most overrated. fucked. Steak can get fucked. <laughs> Alright, uh, Like, for years I was like, I don't like steak. Because my parents always cooked it to death. Like, yeah. it was brown all the way through. Which is a sensible way to cook a steak, because food shouldn't bleed. Yeah, agreed. And that goes for the Beyond Burger as well. <laughs> <laughs> food shouldn't bleed. And then I, I was living with this housemate who was like, oh, no, you've got to have a good steak. And he went out and bought some really expensive steaks and cooked me this bloody corpse. Uh, and I was like, I mean, it's certainly better than the steaks my parents cooked, but it's still shit. <laughs> It's not chewy, which is nice. Yeah, steak is 100% the answer. I don't understand the love of steak. I just don't get I, it. I think there is a, a certain amount for some people that it's, it makes them feel a bit more primal. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I eat bleeding meat thing. <laughs> I have returned truly I by going to Tesco's to the meat counter <laughs> and getting a sirloin steak. I have truly proved myself... As a hunter and gatherer. Cool. Cool. I'm just going to be over here with a hot and spicy corn burger. I, I'm good. Thanks. And that's not slagging off meat. Like, if if the state of Brexit meant that it was, like, eat meat or starve tomorrow, I would eat chicken. I wouldn't be super happy about it, but I'd be like, yeah. this is pretty good, actually. Alice the Gayest Dungeon Owl asks, best and worst houseplant. Succulent. Succulent. Bulb Bulbasaur the succulent Bulbasaur is the, succulent is, is is the a, best is the best house plant. They are the best house plant. Yeah, they are the best house plant. Uh, gift from Becky's mum. 
Yeah, it's it's adorable and lovely. Yes. It lives in our kitchen and it makes me very happy Ba-da. when I see it. Ba-da. It's the one plant I've managed to keep alive. It's sitting right next to a garlic plant I tried to grow last year. Yeah. Which yeah. died in about three weeks. It was the aloe vera plant that I overwatered, then underwatered, and it it, it it kept going in a state of don't like the amount of water. It turned Par- into a sandy mess. Apparently they are real picky about the amount of water, and if you overwater them, they'll stop absorbing water and they'll dry out even if you water them. Which is... I didn't... I'm pretty sure what happened. Yeah, yeah, I overwatered it and then it wouldn't take in water and it shriveled. Mm. It. I tried. I very much liked having a plant in the office. Maybe we'll try again. Yeah, maybe. maybe we can get you that Lego bouquet. I, I, I. That in the office. Honestly, I've considered like I know it's a bit pricey, but I'd love to have that Lego bonsai in the office, and that's my plant. I just have a little bonsai on the desk. You have a little little um, bouquet that Becky made. Yes, little, I the, do. Oh, I can put that, that in. A, I can bring that upstairs and put it all glass on my desk, couldn't I? Yeah. I've got mine. Well, I've got currently got both of us in. Yeah, in they're a both glass down the living room, but I could have one in the office, you couldn't could. I? Yeah. Ah. Oh. That's a really nice idea. Sure, the incredible creative powers of our government. Ah, oh, I've just I've gotten used to it being a living room thing. I forgot that I had the option to bring it up here. You can bring all sorts of things up here, but you don't have to keep things up here. You can bring other things downstairs. Indeed. Ooh. Ooh. I'm tempted. This to bring... comes from years of you having lived in places where it's like, yes, but this is my room and that is the shared room where none of my stuff I'm, has ever been. I'm not allowed to have anything outside of this one tiny corner, mm. so everything must live in here. Like that mimic you on the Game Boy Advance. That's I might adorable. Mo- yeah, I might bring that down to the <gasps> That would go on, on newly arranged shelving units. Indeed. With also, all the other... uh, I think, I think uh, Charmander will stay up here. Have you seen Slama- Charmander with the Ember Tail? Oh, it's adorable. Yeah, I've got a little Charmander sleeping on a rock under a leaf and its tail, when you turn it on, it flickers like, it's, a, like a fire. It's very cute. Cute. Yeah, and that it just it just on my desk under my, my monitor, and I like I like my chat monitor. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, best house plant succulents, worst house plant uh, lilies, anything that will kill a cat. Yeah, like there are yeah. there are a lot of house plants that will just straight up murder a cat. None yeah. of those, please. Yeah, like the only reason the aloe vera was okay in here is because much doesn't really come in here. Indeed, like it would be okay, m- maybe. But I, I, I wouldn't trust one in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Because she might be at it. And I, I, I love her smudge. Every time her she's, every time she's too still when she sleeps, I panic. Yeah, I love her, and I know she's not gonna be around forever. But I will, I will be devastated when she's not around. I know, and she's very old. Yeah, which makes it even worse. I'm amazed that she's still as as spry as she is. There she does like yes- not look her age. No, she doesn't. It was yesterday when she was lying on the couch and was like, I can't see her breathing. And then I shook her and she still didn't move. And I fucking shit myself. Oh, no. <laughs> smudge, baby smudge. And she yawned and stretched and looked at me like, what? <laughs> what do you want? I love you and I wanted to know you were alive. I I know this experience. I've occasionally been like, hello, Jane, I love you and I need to know you're alive. Hello, hello. I'm alive. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I snore like a train, so I imagine that's probably... It's usually fine. It, when you are... There, there are points in the night where you stop snoring and I'm like, you've stopped snoring. Is something wrong? Are you okay? Um, yeah... I mean, like, night, night time's always been the worst time for me. I did one of those um, 24-hour blood blood pressure monitoring things. Apparently, like, during the night at 4am, I just stopped being alive. Oh, no! <laughs> they were like, yeah, we got n- literally no results. So that thing tried, like, ten times to get a reading out of me, and nothing, not even a pulse, came out. Oh, uh, please live! 
I mean, I have lived. I've lived a decade since then. I love you. I love you too. Ah. Becky to her. I beg you, love you. Love you, ma. Asks, uh, if you could make it rain bio-glitter at will once a day, where and when? Wait, is it on myself and I have to be in that place or just somewhere in the world? Just says where and when. Okay, okay. Well, a lot of days it would just be on me in my office. Make make my day a little sparklier. It's like, hey, I'm about to go on stream. Bio glitter. Uh, well, what about you? Uh, everywhere at rush hour. <laughs> like, just if you're gonna have to deal with capitalism, just make it shiny. Yeah. <gasps> oh, uh, just before sunrise, so that whenever people like wake up and see twinkle, the sunrise, twinkle, twinkle, it twinkle, 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 twinkle in the morning. Just everyone wakes up in the morning, twinkle, 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 before it goes away. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, Arachnovolt asks, you are stuck in a Groundhog Day scenario. What are you going to do before you start trying to figure out how to break the cycle? Ah, good thing that you've asked me this question for the 300th uh, day in a row. Ah. <laughs> 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 um, uh, what would I do if I was in the Groundhog Days and could just like do the thing consequence-free knowing that it would go away tomorrow? Mm. Um. <sighs> I don't know. What what would you do? Do you have any answers for this? You've got a big smile <laughs> on your face. Sorry, I was thinking about the downfall of capitalism. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, there's no reason you would want that to undo after 24 hours. Exactly, but like, I could have fun doing it quite violently for a while. Yeah, um, yeah. No, honestly, the first things I thought about were like, learn a bunch of instruments. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. If I just had the time to learn instruments. Like, I'd just spend some time playing Ocarina without it having any consequences for the neighbours. Yeah. Oh, if I could uh, learn, take the time to just dedicate a few months to learning ASL or BSL. Oof, yeah. Learn some sign language. Yep, learn, learn another language. Yeah. Why not learn A and BSL? Right. Yeah. If I've got the time. Exactly. Oh. Um, yeah, I'd learn piano, drums, probably flute, maybe sax. Mm. Like, uh, just some things that would be nice to have. I'd, maybe bass. I wouldn't mind learning bass. Yeah. The more bass videos I've watched, I've gone, it's only four strings. I might I'm, manage I'm, four. I might, I, might, I might be alright with four strings. Four, sorry. That's not so many. Uh, right. That's, that seems doable. Yeah. Also. Uh. Bases just sound really good. Yeah. Uh, learn things that I don't have time to learn during capitalism. Yeah. Take some time off. Yeah. I just take some time off. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm not expected to do anything. Uh, I'd improve my art as well. It would be nice to just, you know, spend some time like properly drilling some art and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. D spend some time to do things that I'm not good at instantly, but that, and that aren't going to be instantly for work. Go for really long walks. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you've asked us about Groundhog Day, and all we've done is tell you what would we do. <laughs> what would we do if capitalism? What would we do if capitalism went away and we had a universal basic income? <laughs> Basically, because I mean, what is? What... Yeah, what is that if not Groundhog Day? <laughs> that is all the questions. Well then, time for this. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Social Justice Warriors. Social Justice Warriors? Yeah. Alright, Larry. Right, Barry. How you doing? I've, uh, you know, suffered a personal injury that was my fault. Oh, oh, it was, was it? Not getting any personal injury uh, lawyers for you for that. I, I certainly am not, no. No. Well, how's your, how's your week doing? Oh, you know, it's uh, another week in the bleak void of existence that is the 2020s. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is a bit of that going on. Yeah, you've uh, you been up to much? Uh, I've been uh, I've been watching a bit of uh, 
the fringe outside edges of the the bleakness. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So after everything that happened with the Stormy and the Cat all this week, which was oh, a yeah. lot. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Uh, weird, weird thing that fell out of that was that a popular Twitch emote of a man making a surprised face got taken out. Because, oh, Pogchamp. Yeah, Pogchamp. Yeah. Uh, got taken away because turns out the man behind it supported the uh, armed overthrowing of the democratic uh, political process. Yeah, that's not a good look now, man. How you colour it? Mm. So Twitch have been doing this thing where they've been, you know, having a different Pogchamp emote every 24 hours for a bit to replace the person. Yeah, and I understand that they're uh, going to try and, you know, make that a bit more diverse. Indeed, which is great, dot, dot, dot. Except they really did not do much to protect the first person they had as an alternative Pogchamp emote. Yeah, it was, that was last night, wasn't it? First person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first, the first person chosen um, faced a lot of uh, a lot of racist abuse. Yeah, I had heard that about the situation. Yeah. Yeah. The short version. Um, basically, a lot of people on Twitch who are racist were not particularly happy about the new face of probably the most used Twitch emote being a black person and therefore ah we're getting angry we're getting angry uh we're gonna try and hack into all their social media accounts and send horrible racism their way and twitch did fuck all did fuck all did not um did not do anything to stem the tide of people doing uh a lot of people in twitch chats i hear were combining that face with uh other emotes that in combination were quite offensive um, yeah, and after you know, the whole switch, yeah. the, like, the other week, I believe it was, you know, saying, oh, we're seriously cracking down on this, we're going to make yeah. some very serious changes. It, it didn't it, achieve that at all. It's not a good look when you give a black content creator 24 hours of spotlight and they have to private all their accounts and uh, ensure they've got two-factor authentication on everything and ensure a day of rampant harassment from your platform. Yes, that's, uh, it's, uh, that's, yeah. that's, you know, that's not good enough to, no. you know, you're not offering enough support. You're, you're not well, actually standing by your own, uh, you know, your yeah. own standards. Well, this is, this is just part of a wider problem with Twitch not supporting minority creators properly. They do no. very little to support, uh, disabled creators, LGBT creators, non-white creators. Well, this uh, is the same company that said that we can't have a, a, a trans emote because because uh, it might lead to harassment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the same company that, like, I, I know a friend who Twitch streams who got harassed for, uh, like, stalked and harassed for months, and Twitch was just like, not going to do anything about it. Just didn't care. You know, Twitch does not seem to care about minority creators, and, you know, they'll parade them out when they want to be like, ah, oh, look how diverse we are. Not, you know, they won't step in when there's harassment being done that they have the power to stop. Exactly. They yeah. need to do more. They need to do more to protect uh, a diverse group of, of creators. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they definitely need to do more. They need to support people. And I, I hope that uh, things have calmed down for Critical Bard now. And that, uh, they, yeah. you know, maybe they did get something good out of this, I hope. But, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, and I hope that Twitch paid some fucking attention and will yeah. actually do more. Because oh. I understand today's is, is a, a, a drag queen who uses yeah. she, her pronouns. There's... It's nice to see diversity, but you need something more than you know slapping someone on on the face of your company yeah yeah because otherwise all you're really doing with your diversity is painting a target on a different minority person every single day yeah which is uh concerning if they don't do something about it yeah yeah uh that's your love mate yeah Yeah.
Right, make it a short one. We'll have yeah, a short one. Yeah. Off, off, off to bed, I think. Off mate. to bed. It's yeah, one of those yeah. days. Yeah. yeah, yeah rest, rest well. Sleep well, mate. Sleep well. So, Laura. Me? Where can we find you, Mr. Deventerall? Twas on the <laughs> internet. Uh, Laura K. Buzz on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. Patreon, that's the one that pays the bills, as little as a dollar or a pound or a euro a month. Really does help me to keep the lights on. Uh, I Twitch stream Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays on twitch.tv slash Laura K. Buzz at 10pm UK, 5pm Eastern, 2pm Pacific. Or sometimes during the week I'll do daytime streams to try and keep up my world records at Cooking Mama Cookstar. If you want to keep an eye on that, just look out for UK daytime Twitch streams from me. Um, every Friday I upload episodes of Accessibility, which is a show all about accessibility and representation in the games industry. Um, we just recorded, I don't know if it's the one that went up this week or if we're stockpiling it, but we recorded one about Aphantasia. Yeah. Um, I'm real happy with that. You you came up with some really good visual stuff to put <laughs> in the episode, um, which I'm real, real happy with. I'm glad that you were happy with what I came yeah. up with. Yeah. Uh, you can also find my books. Uncomfortable Labels is about being an autistic trans woman and the overlaps therein that exist. Um, that's out now, or you can get it as an audiobook at laurakbuzzstore.com. There's also Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which is releasing on February 4th, 2021, as a, as a book is full of video game butts. You can, you can read about it. It's a good fun time. Um, there's also Gender Euphoria, which is an anthology of non-cis people's just positive gender-affirming stories. You can, you can check that out. That's coming out June 10th, 2021. I'm doing the final edits uh, this month before it goes to the printers. There's going to be some... I'm going to have a bound uh, unedited proof copy soon. I'm going to have a physical copy in my hands soon, albeit with some mistakes, uh, which I'm excited about. Uh, then there's podcasts. Pixel Squirts, about video game porn. There's uh, Podquisition. We tell you if your favourite video games, if they're great or if they're perfect. There's also Dice Funk. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Every season's its own self-contained story. I'm in seasons three, four, five, six, seven, and soon to be season eight. I also do another podcast with Jane that isn't this one. Me? Yeah. That would be that Polyari. Yeah. It's a fifth edition real play podcast with questionable morals. Yeah, you should tell us about that. A bunch of misfits just bumble around through the underdark and briefly through the overworld and attempt to stop fundamentalists taking over the world and destroying everything they've never known and loved damn fundamentalists i mean that is basically the story yeah i, yeah. I had to sum it up very shortly for the year of tree trans creativity tweet thread that was going around yesterday and i was like uh how do i sum up polyamory uh i guess that that'll do uh, so there's that. Uh, yeah, I ha I also have a Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You can help me justify, uh, I say 69 for the last few weeks, but I'll be honest, despite changes in some of the stuff, I still work 76 hours a week. <laughs> um, yeah, that's patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. I stream on Thursday nights over on Twitch. I make t-shirts and sell them on Redbubble. I make music under the name Bedroom Programmer. We've got this podcast. We've got Polyarmory. Uh, I think that's probably everything. You can find all of my links at streamerlinks.com slash janiac. That's J-A-N-E-I-A-C. Laura, huh, will you sing us out, please, darling? Until next time, be a stranger. I will. There we go, we've got that 100% run in.